Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Today's podcast is brought to you by G3 Conference 2018. Right now, if you go and register for the conference and use the code BAR, you get $40 off of your registration. You don't want to miss this conference located in Atlanta, Georgia, from January the 17th through the 20th with great speakers such as Stephen Lawson, Vody Bakum, and many more. Go now and register. Don't forget, use the code BAR for $40 off. Enjoy the bar. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast. The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah, the bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited, man. This is probably a bar history moment. Uh, we have Pastor Doug Logan in here with me and my homeboy, Shatario. We literally recorded these back-to-back, part one and part two, and um, we just real excited and giddy. We caught this man on his on his uh, vacation, so he got some time. And so we coming back with the part two with more questions. Uh, everybody already know who's on the line. We're just going to jump right in, uh, PD, if you don't mind, man. And don't my mind. first question... My first question for you, sir, is, you know, you, you speak a lot about uh, you being from the block and, and, and you're on the block and you got you have that rapport. What about the guys? And, and, and this is, I guess, got to be perspective because this isn't the case for you. But what about the guys that feel called to the block, but not from the block? Let's say they from the country. What about those guys? Like what would be if somebody came to you like, hey, I'm from you know, Greenville, South Carolina, don't know nothing about the city, but I feel led to plant a church, you know, in the inner city, you know, right where it's rough at. What what would that conversation be like? And 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 what I guess what would you say to him? man? I, I'm just curious. Oh, man, I've had that conversation a million times. I, I didn't I did good in a few. I did not so good in the others. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's a sexiness to inner city ministry. For some people, mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, there just is. And it, but it's not connected to calling. It's not connected to burden. It's connected to sort of cute. Um, mm, in my book, mm-hmm. I talk about, you know, sometimes suburban churches bring people, when they bring them to, on mission trips to the inner city churches, it's like they're taking them to the petting zoo where it's safe in wow. the rough, you know, because listen, you can't pet, you, you can't pet no killer lion in the jungle. You got to pet it at, you got to try to pet it behind the bars where it's safe. And like sometimes inner city ministry can bring that about. And I'm not saying all white churches are nothing like that. I'm saying sometimes that's happened. I've experienced that in my 15, 17 years worth time in ministry is they come down and they, they're, they're really just there to, to look at how rough it is. And, and it's like cute. It's more cute to them. Mm-hmm. Not call it. I'm called to the block. Um, I wouldn't, right. and I'm not, I wouldn't be mad if I was called to the suburbs, but if I was called to the suburbs, I'm I'm jumping in. I'm 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 full immersing myself into what God's called me to and where He's called me to. If I gotta mm-hmm. watch, you know, I, you know, if I gotta jump in and learn the the, the, the suburban context, that's what I'm gonna do because I want to honor the Lord where He's placed me. And so I'm not mad at anybody that's called. No race, no place, no face. I ain't worried about that, man. If there's a calling, a burden, and there's a commitment, man, and you got some pastors that's gonna lay some hands on you that believe that you're qualified according to first Timothy, you know, and you have a track record of commitment and faithfulness and man, you're ordained and solid, man, come on down. The harvest is plenty. The labors are few. Mm. I ain't turning around nobody that's called, but, but often in the urban setting, a lot of people who couldn't make it other places, they try to come take out their ecclesiological trash on the hood because they 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 didn't they weren't qualified in a lot of places. So you you, you listen, a lot of the little treats we get at our corner stores in the hood, they wouldn't sell them anywhere else. Therefore, often people who have failed miserably in ministry have not been called, have been renegades at the church. They'll come to the hood to try to do something. Mm, that's so true. And, wow. And, and it's just like you, you here trying to save your career. You here mm. trying to get a platform. Now, I'm here because God called me, and these people are valuable. These are my people. I love my people in my city. And I'm not bring, And my family lives in, the, in one of the worst hoods in America in Camden. Man, I ain't coming here on no plane. My life is on the line. My children's upbringing <laughs> mm-hmm. on the line. I ain't here for no plane. Man, bullets hit my door, my 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 son's door um window by his bedroom two years ago. Man, dude just vandalized all my cars. Um, you know, um, you know, yesterday. This Man, week. I ain't playing. Yeah, this week. I ain't playing. I ain't here wow. playing. These folks want to play and don't play with folk. Man, these are humans. The Imago Day. We come to live out this gospel missionally. I take that serious. And because we take it serious, that's why we can have fun. Tim Keller talks about the reason we have such big parties in the, in, in the city is because we got big problems. So, yeah, we're going to party big because we got big problems. But I'm not here for no playing. Man, I, I want to see people go to heaven. Man, there's people in the hood, man, been coming from inundated from molestation, from rape, from incest, all type of stuff. Man, you can't come here and turn this into a petting zoo. Man, nah, man, we come in here 
to be rugged urban evangelists. Um, we come in here to preach a bold gospel. We come in here to rearrange the devil's furniture in the inner city. And that's not cute. Man, that's, man, that's calling. You got to have some love. Because what happened is, first time a bullet hit their house, I'm out of here, you know. Yep, yep. Yeah, because it's a yep. hobby. <laughs> it's a hobby. No, nah, this ain't a hobby for me. If I wanted a hobby, it'd be much safer than planting in Camden. You know, it would be much safer than guns. <laughs> breaking up knife fights. It'll be much safer than, you know, jokers on the block getting my son face, threatening him because right. he's he just trying to be a photographer and they act like he like he taking pictures of them doing their business. You know, all of that. Mm. Uh, no. And so um, the harvest is plenty, the labor's a few. Calling, qualification. And, man, if somebody done laid their hands on you since you we love and respect, man, I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm coming to get you. I'm meeting you at the city limit saying, come on in. Come on in, brother. Right. I'm going to welcome you. White, black, Asian, Puerto everybody. I'll take you. But if you come here on some, well, I done failed everywhere else. I might as well give this a try. Nah, you stay on home. You go work at Applebee's somewhere. You, you stay out of here. <laughs> man, 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 man. So my question, man, is how is it being close uh, friends in the ministry with the one of the top five dead or alive preachers, personally, <laughs> he's top five. I don't care what nobody say. This man is top five dead or alive. The bishop himself, Dr. Eric Mason. How, like, man, like, you get to do ministry with him. How is that? Well, I mean, First and foremost, I'll put him up there at one, just for the record. Uh, you know, a lot, you know, I'll put him up there at one, and if somebody right. wants to fight me and get their shovel, they can, they'll win. I lose. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My number one. Amen. And um, but man, it is great to serve with with Pastor Dr. Eric Mason, one of my best friends on earth. Uh, his kids, I get the privilege of his kids calling me Uncle Doug and. And Sissy Vet is, my, is is dear friends with my wife and with us, and they have been a huge, huge blessing. Very close to them, over their house, hanging out with him. Man, Pastor Eric is a great, great, great pastor, but his his relationship and friendship is superior to his to his preaching. And he's number one wow. for me in preaching, so his his love, relationship, and friendship is superior to that. So he pastors me well coaches me well, rebukes me well, but he loves me so big at a very wow. regular and humble level. So it's a joy to serve with him, and it's a joy to serve under him. Um, he's my bishop. I love him, man. He just He's held me down for years, man. Um, somebody called a picture of us at Acts 29 Global Gathering. Before I went up to preach, he fixed my bow tie for me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and it was it turned into a big picture, and I posted it, man, and I put on there, my bishop always take care of me. I must have got four hundred likes, and so yeah, uh -huh. so he's a he's a joy. Um, taught me most of what I know. Um, I got a bunch of good men also that have blessed me, but Dr. Eric Mason is one of the prime investors in my life, then and now. I mean, I just. He just counseled me through some some stuff recently, and yeah, I mean he don't stop. I mean he answered the phone first ring. 
first ring. Wow. I show up to wow. his door. That's cool. As long as I got some coffee, he good. He'll let me in. <laughs> man, he, I'm sorry. He, he, cool. man, he, man, wow. I'm so I'm so Starbucks. jealous, man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey Doug, you gotta you gotta put in a good word for the bar, man, so we can get him on. We would love to have him, man. Bro, yeah, I man, I'm starting my that. I'm about to start I'll... my podcast soon, man. I don't know if I'm gonna get him, but I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, man. Okay, so you're about to start a podcast, man. Let's talk about that real quick, man. Uh okay, what, what's okay. that? What can we be looking for? I would love to uh put my people on it. Oh, man. Well, yeah, man, I was, you know, I started the On the Block Collective after I wrote the book. I was being brought around to teach about missional engagement and urban evangelism and evangelism in general to a lot of churches. So, you know, you know, God bless me to write the book and it, the book has been a blessing to a lot of people. So I wanted to put that together as a collective. So it's called On the Block Collective. And in the collective, mm-hmm. um, I'm just one preacher. And, you know, people think because I'm actually not all that, that I'm now, we're a smaller church, a little over 100 people, you know, um, and I don't have like 100 staff or nothing. So to try to get it off the ground has been a challenge, um, but we've been doing our best. We got all the equipment, praise God for um, for um, Jimmy, big Jimmy from Doctrine and Devotion. He told me what to get, mm-hmm. gave me my list. Can't give it, he should, you know, I felt he should have gave me his stuff, you know what I'm saying? They from the suburbs <laughs> and all, but it, did, it didn't work. I tried. I tried to guilt them, but he said, no, nah, I'm good. You ain't getting it. Bye. And so, <laughs> so we got it, man. And, um, and so, yeah, so the collective included a podcast. I haven't done it. I'm probably not very good at it. You guys are doing a great job. Um, just move. I just need y'all to move to Camden. And then y'all can just be <laughs> and, um, yeah, But my 20-year-old my son has been on me to start it. He says, Dad, I'll, I'll, I'll take over and run it. And I've just been ducking and dodging because, I mean, you do a podcast like you guys do. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing yeah. it. And I'm just mm-hmm. I'm yeah. getting old and slow. So, um, so yeah, so that's what we're trying to jump off. So it's going to be the On the Block Collective um, um, podcast, which we hope to cover in a small sense, a bunch of block reports. I want to talk to some people on the block and I want to try to give a biblical perspective of encouraging ways to reach the unique challenges that we face in the inner city context. And also some biblical propositions and encouragements to help people anywhere to share the gospel. Because I think in church planting, sometimes church planters use people as a platform to get mm, to the number true. they need to satisfy their donors. And then they leave, a, they leave the lost out and they just go after managing those who are saved. And so they move from ministers to managers and we need both, mm-hmm. not one or the other. And so, uh, so I want to continue to hopefully encourage, challenge, help where I can. I don't, I'm not the ninja or the Yoda of it, but the little bit I know I want to give away for people um, to remember, man, like we got to keep going after the least, last, and the lost, and we have to manage those believers we have through discipleship and, and you know, and 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 pastoring. So and pastoral ministry and shepherding. So I wanted to do both, and I'm trying to always gotcha. encourage the evangelism. So so that's what the podcast is going to be. Some of those, and of course, some interviews with some of my friends who are you know, small church, large church, black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, whoever's killing it. You know. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, whoever's killing it, whoever the Lord is using, man, shoot. I'll take a bag of Skittles, <laughs> and I don't care what color, race, or where you are, man. If the Lord's hand is on you, man, the, the church universal needs to hear um, from more people because, right. you know, Most the definitely. overall goal is we want to lead some people to Christ. So, yeah. Most wow. So that's all. Yeah, that's so good, that's man. Podcast is. I'll talk to you about that. Okay. I'll steal your ideas. And then I'll then yeah man I'll I was just about to say that and get y'all to just move <laughs> I just need y'all to move to Camden I mean we can get to a house of like eight thousand eight thousand three bedroom that... come on up stop playing Centario you young oh, come man. on doc. <laughs> that's what's up yeah I, I was I was just getting ready to say that um you know uh, uh definitely. I uh, want to stay connected with you, man, and, and help you with, with that. Because uh, one of the biggest things, you know, with, with podcasting that I've learned, you know, and, and I, I'm always quick to release this little nugget, man, is uh, is 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 plan ahead. You know, it sounds simple, but, you know, like this show won't air until uh, September. You know, I've already I already have all of August recorded. You know what I'm saying? So because I do more interview style. Um, it don't ha- it don't restrict me to a time period, so uh, that's just right. something to keep in mind. But we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely connect, man. And uh, and I don't know, man, Camden. I don't know. We'll see. I you know you, the email got to be real fire to, to get my wife out of South Carolina. I'm just just go ahead and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Doc, if she can get a house for twenty. She she can get her emergency <laughs> and be chilling. <laughs> right, 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 right. I feel you. Can I be in a feel room you. Three times a year. You know what I'm saying? With that. <laughs> right. That's real. That's so real. That's real. All right, Rio. I'm gonna turn it back over to you, man. Word, word. All right, I'm gonna switch it up on you, uh, PD. I'm gonna switch it up on you. Uh, so, like, something that me and you have in common is that we both have, uh, we're both in an interracial marriage. Okay. <clears throat> and so, like. My question is, how did you learn to, you know, navigate through being in an interracial marriage? And how did you and your wife, you know, learn to, like, do ministry together? Because I'm, I've only, I, my one year uh, is in November. So I'm fresh in this. Like, I'm fresh in this. So I'm trying to get as much wisdom as I can. Yeah, um, I say um, navigating the interracial marriage is just, there's not an interracial marriage scripture. Right. There's a marriage scripture. Right. Interracial marriage issues are problems for people outside of your marriage. Me and my wife are equals because um, when it comes to us understanding, we, I, like, I don't have a patent on interracial marriage counseling, nor does she. she and she's not a white specialist because she's white, and I'm not a black specialist because I'm black. But the two have right. become one, and so we both sur- submit and surrender to um, the Holy Ghost and to the Word of God. So one thing we do is we don't try to come up with an intermarriage, inter- interracial um, marriage motif. We just try to come off, we try to let the Scriptures do the talking, because Paul uh-huh. never shifts in Ephesians 5 to interracial. He, he, he doesn't even discuss it. Therefore, we are subject to marriage. And so what I walk away with is if somebody's got a problem with that, that's their problem. That's not our problem. And so my vows had no interracial connection. My vows to death do us part in sickness and health. Um, but if you, if you say the wrong word to me because you're white, it's no, there was no, there was no 
modification. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so that's what we learned early was like, God has this thing laid out in the scriptures and we're just going to go by that. And we're not going to try to figure out interracial marriage stuff. Now, when interracial marriage stuff comes up internally, then, um, man, we're still subject to those same scriptures, but the uniqueness comes then now to how we care for one another and how uh. we're willing to come in second to one another and me leading that and willing to come in second. I'll give you an example. When we first got married, you know, um, my, our family was pretty racist, and, um, but she still loved holidays over there. So as much as I didn't want to go over there and be called the N-word and coon and, and monkey and stuff like that, um, which most times they didn't say directly to me, but they said of me, my wife still loved it. And so I was willing to go. In time, my wife didn't make me go Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and Arbor Day. We would, she would <laughs> ask me to go one of those days and not two. So she was sensitive to me with not overstressing, stretching me. And I was sentenced, I was since I was, I sought to be sensitive to her by not just saying no until they act right. I'm not going. And so that's not what we right. did. And, but, yeah, and so that compromise, I mean, that's the ghost. The ghost gives us that discernment. The ghost of God ministered to us in the midst of that. Yes, it was challenging, but my wife is, she, she she's my good thing, you know? Um, so I, I'm going to ride with her and, and that's going to take a little pressure from a little bit of uh, under breath racial slur. So be it. So be it. And so, mm. so as you wow. navigate, don't shift gears to some interracial special shukabuka. Nah, the Bible, <laughs> the Bible, <laughs> just stay with the Bible. And when people got some interracial, well, how do y'all do it interracially? Well, bro, you married her, right? So you in love with her. You love with her enough that you told God and a bunch of witnesses that you're going to be with her to death do us part. Y'all ain't got no problem. Mm. <laughs> and so if a problem comes up, that's a sin human problem. Well, I can tell you, if you sin against your wife, this is what I tell you to do. Repent. And if she right. sins against you, she repents. And if we and the weird interracial stuff is going to be over in a second when the babies start walking through because whose side do they get to pick? The nobodies. And so, <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, I call my kids so Africans. They don't have a choice. And so <laughs> they just with us. And so, yeah, man. And and just remember that this is what blessed me. My marriage is not an institution. My marriage is a ministry. And so, and I want to honor the Lord in that. And in honoring the Lord and showing, it, it demonstrates the glory of God, man. So when, um, you know, I'm saying like, so when you're with your wife, people who have those same questions Tar, you had, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, bro, when you open that door for her, when you kiss her hand, when you pull that chair out, like when, when you keep <laughs> smiling, when sometimes other, like if black folk look at you funny or if white folk look at her funny, man, shoot, that ain't got nothing to do with y'all. Nothing to do right. with y'all. Nothing to do with y'all. That ain't never, you know, an ugly look ain't never made my steak taste funny. Shoot. And uh, <laughs> a, a nasty little mama ain't never made my wife not look fine, period. So, you know what I'm saying? We just got to keep it moving. Hey, listen, ain't this the gospel? Like, we we come against devils and 
in opposition, surely we can handle a little bit of racism when it comes wow, to good. our marriage. <laughs> wow. So, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So just wow. hang in there. All right. Don't try to come up with no special interracial potion. Trust the Lord. <laughs> when you sin against or repent, <laughs> be sensitive to the, the the context of race, and you'll be good to go, bro. Word, word. Man, that's good. Dope, dope. All right, PD, man. This has been awesome. And uh my my wife is uh is is hurrying me along uh to come up out of my, my studio slash closet. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh we are gonna we're gonna get ready to wrap this up, man. Um yes, but in closing, man, I want you to, to take the opportunity to uh uh promote whatever you wanna promote. Um, you know, keep in mind that this is gonna air in uh in september uh any way that they can contact you any you know thing like that and any words of encouragement uh to the bar listeners man the floor is yours right here i'll do it quick man well i want to point you to a tool that god gave me to write called on the block through uh, moody publishers you can get it on amazon barnesandnoble.com you can get it at christian book distributors Man, I just encourage you to go grab it in Kindle, um, in paperback, and hopefully it's a blessing and an encouragement and a tool that you can use in any context. It's just not an urban book. It's it's a it's a book about reaching the lost, so it works for everywhere. I also want to encourage you, um, all to all the listeners of On the Bar podcast, to check out the um, Thrive Thrive in the City, the Frequency Conference that is coming up in October. Those dates are slipping me, but if you just get online um, and go to Thrive Frequency Conference, you'll see those dates. It's going to be a great time in Philadelphia. Dr. Eric Mason and and Pastor Brian Lerit and Dr. Carl Ellis and a host of people are going to be there this year. We're really, really excited. I get the blessing of On the Block Collective doing the church planting pre-conference track. So we're looking forward to that. And just words of encouragement, you know, if you're out there, man, and you really want to dig in and see people meet Jesus, man, don't neglect the calling to which we've been called. The church is the hope of the world. God has used, is using us to preach the good news and to represent him on earth. So we have to take that serious and we have to we have to have a level of urgency because lives, life and death hang in the balance. So go hard for Jesus. Go hard for Jesus. Go hard for Jesus and go hard after the least, the last and the lost. That's it. Love y'all. Hey, man. Love you, too, man. We appreciate you. Taking your time out on your vacation has been a pleasure. Definitely one of the hallmarks or, or I guess, major, major episodes of The Bar. We thank you again. Uh, man, make sure you guys check us out uh, on the website, thebarpodcast.com. We will have a link to the conference, which is October 13th and 14th. Uh, we'll have that in the show notes also. Uh, we'll have the book on the block in the show notes as well. And we ask you guys to purchase it, hit the, the, the link in the show notes and buy it through that link. And that will bless uh, PD. And that'll also bless the bar since we have a Amazon affiliate now. So uh, 
hit it through there. But if you can get it anywhere, make sure you pick up his books. Uh, again, we thank you. Rio, you good, man? We out? Yo, man, we out, man. Appreciate it, Pastor. Hey, appreciate you, man. Yes, Happy sir. birthday to you again, bro. Love you guys, man. Keep up the great work, man. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With all that being said, God bless y'all. We out. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there